Welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Horvath. This podcast exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life, the amazing triumphant times, and the winding journey in between. We all have a story to tell, and we hope this podcast helps you in telling your own. On this episode, Kip and I sat down to discuss what it looks like after you've accepted the gospel and ask Christ into your life. Previously, we discussed the change that takes place when you accept Christ's salvation, but today we'll be sharing what life tends to look like after that change has taken place. So, Kip. That's me. Hypothetically speaking, you're an actor, and you're given the opportunity to to star in a movie, and you get to pick your two supporting fellow actors, actresses, whatever. Okay. What kind of movie is it? It's a thriller. A thriller? It's a thriller. Oh, my gosh. Who are you going to choose? Okay. Hear me out. Robert Downey Jr. For a thriller? Yes. Yes. And Daniel Craig. Not what I was thinking with a thriller. But really, yeah. Like if I'm given the same movie for thriller, I'm picking uh, like Christian Bale. Okay. He's been in quite a few thrillers, and I think he's done a great job. Does he still act? He will for this. <laughs> I mean, it's me. Hello. Um, and then probably Scarlett Johansson. Huh. Okay. Okay. Has she been in any thrillers? Bro. What? Have you ever seen The Prestige? Well, she's in The Prestige? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry everybody, we have to take 10. So where are we at now in the anatomy of a testimony? The last thing we talked about was the change that happens after you meet Christ. So where are we now, Micah? Life with Christ. There you go. Pretty simple and straightforward. What does this mean, life with Christ? So when you... When you accept Christ, when you repent of your sins and invite him into your life, Mm -hmm. as we just talked about last week, there is a change that occurs. And that's important to discuss. Um, But this week's episode is what we just said, life with Christ. So it's how your life looks after the change. And that's typically not something you have to share. It's typically something, if if you're sharing your testimony with somebody you know, they should see it. They should know it. Yeah. Yeah. Because old Micah before Jesus was a mess. I'm, I'm still a mess, but was a mess. Post salvation, asking Christ to change my life and, and giving up everything that I knew as life before. Even hmm. more of a mess. <laughs> Depending on the day, yes. <laughs> is very different. And the things I care about, the things I do, the things I say. 
the way I live my life is different as it should be. So how do we break that down? How do we break it down? Well, I know uh, a common practice in the church community um, when you're, when you're, whenever you're telling your testimony, um, and this is usually something that happens, you know, during a sermon, uh, in like a, a Bible study, uh, what what have you, really short conversations, that kind of thing within the church. Um, you know, people take a few sentences at the end of their testimony and just kind of share, you know, how Christ is moving in their life in the the day to day things. So like. You know, this is a really stupid example, but, you know, someone who used to hate kids is now serving in the children's ministry. I don't know. That doesn't necessarily happen or that's how it works, but. But sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. But just taking those few sentences at the end to say, like, I mean, this is where I'm at now. Like, you know, I was addicted to drugs and now I'm a, a Sunday school teacher. Right. And it's just show like, you know, you're not going to be able to um, live out an example for everybody. If you're having a short conversation with someone you're ministering to at work um, or just someone you meet on the street, um, you're not going to be able to show them what your life looks like in the day to day. So you're going to give them a few sentences at the end to just be like, this is what my life is like now, you know, I I was a terrible spouse before I met Jesus, and now that I have Jesus in my life, like me and my relationship have been never better. Right. Well, I think it's it's having the mindset of you're living for something more. Mm-hmm. That there's something of value, true, lasting value, and it's not just about you. It's not just about some material item, or maybe even some person. It's about God, it's about Christ, something everlasting. And so that puts things into perspective typically. And with that change, it becomes a new desire. So as we talked about in a previous episode, I think it was the change, we talked about sanctification. So the act of sanctification, again, is becoming more and more like Christ every day, every moment. That process is evident in what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me of uh, what your sister Bethany said in the episode we did with her a few a few weeks ago. Um, you know, she made it a point to say, is my life perfect now? No, not even slightly. Mm. But it's, you know, it's slowly drawing her closer to God, and that's kind of the point. And that's something I like to say when I finish telling my testimonies like you know I can't sit here and lie to you and say that my life is amazing and perfect now but I love God more and more every day and I draw closer to him and his heart and learn more of who he is and get to love and serve others in the process and it's been pretty great and that I mean that's mind-blowing to so many people you look at people who don't care about Christianity who don't care about God who may argue that there is none and and they're living for themselves they're living for this moment and they're chasing after something temporary whether it's their job their status 
their possessions, their relationships, you know, so many different things that they can be pursuing. But life with Christ is so much deeper. It's not that shallow stuff. It's not anything that isn't lasting. Again, I say it again because it is everlasting. You know, he was there before time. He'll be there through it all. And I think that's the important thing to to realize. Yep. So, I mean, that's one aspect of it um, is when actually going through I hate to call it a script, but the script of telling your testimony, there are those, I want to call it a paragraph that you put at the end where you're talking about where you're at now. Um, but then that's just, again, like I said, that's just people that you're having a short conversation with. But I think there's a whole other aspect of it that we, we don't verbally talk about, um, but it is very much a part of our lives as Christ followers, and that is how you live as a testimony. Absolutely. What do you think that means and what it looks like? Well, it's funny that you bring that up. A uh, verse that comes to mind is Philippians one twenty one, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What does that mean? Simply put, that means I'm going to choose to live for Christ because when I die, when my time is up, I'm in the best place possible. I'm in heaven. So having the the heart of of I want what Christ wants here when it matters, so that others might see that and be affected by it, that they might accept Him. Mm-hmm. What could be better? Yeah, it's like um, I mean, since you brought up some scripture, I'll I'll read some to you. Um, Bring it. Bring on the the Bible. Uh, Titus came to mind because we recently went through Titus at our our student camp. Um, But this is Titus 2, verses 1 through 8. And Paul says, uh, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a good model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us I mean that's that's it I mean that's what living a a life that reflects who Jesus is is like you know it's it's being Mm self-controlled it's being kind and loving to other people um but I mean ultimately that's what we're getting at is what he says in verse seven is, is make yourself a model, a role model. Um, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to tell your testimony to someone and then be going out and, you know, cheating on your spouse and smoking and drinking and just doing drugs and just living whatever life you want to live. Um, that, I mean, we, we say it is how you ruin your testimony Yeah. in church culture. And that is, 
the exact opposite of what living life with Christ looks like. So one thing that I've learned over the years is there's always someone watching. Even if you think no one is, there's always someone watching. And living life with that mentality of knowing that, but also knowing what's at stake. Because you don't know who's watching. You don't know where they are, if they have faith. And those who oft, who don't often are waiting for you to mess up. And you're going to. We're human. That happens. That's unavoidable. But making sure that if you do, that you're repenting, that you're you're owning up to it, that you're not, that you're not trying to act like it's not a big deal. That changes the way people look at you. That's true. Um, I think of just, man. I mean, if you're if you're at work and you know somebody who's not a Christian, um, doesn't, you know, know the love of God. And you tell them your testimony. You go through all the, the the steps we've laid out over the course of the past several episodes. And you tell them your story. And then you treat them like dirt for the rest of the time that you're at work. When something comes up in their life where they need, they need someone. Like they need to talk to someone. They need, honestly, they just need God. They're not going to come to you because... You've not lived out your life the way Jesus calls us to live. You've you've treated them as less than human, and you've not been kind to them, so they're not going to come looking for you to find the love of God. Right. So, yeah. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> that was really good. Um. A good reminder, I try to... Something I try to keep fresh in my mind and a constant reminder, and then I actually have this written on one of my whiteboards in my office at work, is everything you do advocates something. Mm -hmm. Keeping that ever-present is, are my words advocating Christ? Or are they advocating the world? Are my actions, are they speaking love? Or are they tearing somebody down? Because mm. actions can speak volumes too. Um, just having that mindset of everything you do says something. Everything you say. Being mindful of that and having that awareness. It'll change the way you do things. Yeah, I mean it reminds me of Wow. Um, what Gandhi said. I never thought I'd quote Gandhi anywhere, but um, you know, he said, I love you, Jesus, but I don't like your Christians. Right. Um, it's just I I mean it doesn't get more simple than that. If you wanna show someone who Jesus is, you have to be loving and kind like Jesus was. Well, you know what Christian means, right? A little Christ. That's exactly what we're called to be. But how many times do we fall short? All the time. But the beauty in falling short with that is repentance and forgiveness. So while we will blow it, we'll make mistakes, we'll fall. God is loving. He, he's 
He's judgmental. He is. But for those who repent and love him, he is forgiving and gracious and merciful. And it's incredible. So living out life in the way that Christ calls us to isn't easy. That's pretty plain to see. But it has some lasting effects on those around you, whether you think so or not, whether they think so or not. All right, so we've got about one more episode to go, um, and it'll just be kind of a a sum, summary of everything that we've talked about in regards to telling your testimony. Um, and then we're going to be wrapping up this season not too far from now. Um, but the last solo session that Micah and I want to do with you guys is uh, going to be a Q&A. So we're going to add a link to the description in this episode. Uh, just click on the details uh, wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Click that link and send us questions that you have. Um, they could be anything. Uh, hopefully they're in regards to this podcast and telling your testimony. Um, but if you have other questions, uh, we'd be glad to answer them for you. Also, feel free to reach out to us directly on our social media. Mm-hmm. Any platform underscore MV podcast. Or email us, mountainvalleypodcast at gmail.com. That works too. We're looking forward to answering some questions from you guys. Thank you for listening to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. Just search for underscore MV podcast on any platform. Again, that's underscore M as in mountain, V as in valley podcast. This podcast was created and produced by Kip Wilkinson and Michael Horvath. All of our original music was written and produced by the talented Robert Luther. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story.